Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here, you'll learn about how to grow your building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're dying. So we want you to always be in growth mode. Remember, to get notified about new episodes, hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. That way, you won't miss any of our expert guests that we bring on the show. In addition, as a special thank you for being a listener of the podcast, we've got some special bonuses for you. Just go to builderfunnel.com slash podcast. Again, hit that subscribe button to stay in the loop and go to builderfunnel.com slash podcast for your special bonuses. Hey, and welcome to episode 40 of Builder Funnel Radio. This episode, I sit down with Jen Barkin of Do You Convert? And we talk about the world of online sales and specifically having an online sales specialist. So in this episode, you'll learn about one, why you actually need this role and how it will help increase your sales. Two, what kinds of traits and skill sets this person needs. And then three, what kind of person to look for to implement this role. So Stay tuned for episode 40 with Jen Barkin. Hey, Jen, glad to have you on the show today. Hey, Spencer, so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for today's topic. And I think it's one that probably doesn't get talked about enough and the importance of it, but that's kind of the role, the importance of having you know an online sales specialist. And we're going to kind of dive into that today. But before we do, I think it's always helpful to kind of hear a little bit of your background, a little bit of context, because that's kind of how you got into this space was actually doing this role for a bunch of builders. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, like I told, just thank you for having me on because like I said, anytime I get a chance to talk about the role of the online sales specialist, I get so excited. In fact, my, my natural resting state is excited, especially (laughs) when I get to talk about this, but yeah. So, you know, I guess it was probably 2013 or end of 2012, 2013, I was the operations manager for a uh, new home, uh, a brokerage that had a new home division. And I first, I went to this conference. It was about online sales and marketing with Myers Barnes and Mike Lyon talking about, you know, the shift in online sales and, and advertising and things like that. And I was like, holy cow, we really need to be doing this as an organization because we were telling our builders, hey, go spend X amount of dollars on online advertising. And then the builders would say, okay, sure. But what happens to the leads? What's right. the return? What, you know, what are the results? And we were like, uh, well, we're getting leads and they're going to our online salespeople. But we're not 100% sure exactly what the results are from our leads. So... I said, holy cow, we really need to do this. We need some way to quantify what exactly is happening online. And so I raised my hand and said, I want to start this program. This is exciting. We really need this. And so it grew to not only being the online salesperson for the new homes division of the company, but our builders said, well, hey, I want somebody to manage the leads that are coming into my website. And so I said, okay, well, I'll do it. And so that kind of turned into, um, you know, managing the leads for about 10 to 15 different builder clients that we represented. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that was a busy time. (laughs) It was was a little crazy. I don't necessarily think I would recommend that being the setup 
um, today now that I've, I'm older and wiser <laughs> and have, have learned a few things. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome to be able to start a program from scratch and really build it and see the results, you know, over time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome that you kind of, you know, you're kind of a practitioner first and then learn some things as you went along. And so I guess for those people listening, you know, let's maybe just take a little bit of a step back and why is this role so important? You know, why, why can't you just get these Mm -hmm. leads in and, you know, handle them the traditional way, you know? (laughs) Gosh, where do I start? It's (laughs) so, it's so important for so many different reasons, but you know, if you think about it like this, you know, hundred percent of people are influenced by the internet. I mean, that is just the reality today. So whether you're shopping for a car, a home, you know, a new pair of jeans, whatever it is you're shopping for, you're going online and you're searching and that's where you're beginning. And so people are impatient and they want answers quickly. They want great customer service. And so having an online sales specialist who that is their whole purpose in life is to take that person from an online, you know, looker, online shopper to a real live engaged prospect and and set an appointment for the on-site sales team. You know, having that person in place who is a nurturer, who can engage that person, who has all the tools in place to Um, stay with that prospect over a period of time and stay with them until they do become a true appointment on site. You know, that is the, you know, primary reason. And then, like I said, to be able to quantify and report back, okay, you spent this amount of money on lead generation. Now we need to know what was the lead conversion part of the puzzle. You got absolutely hundred leads you had 20 appointments and you got five sales and being able to take all of that and quantify so that, you know, how, how well is your money being spent? You know, what's really happening? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you had a few things in there that I kind of want to unpack for everybody. Um, And one of those was really around, you know, the primary role and, and Mm -hmm. you mentioned it's to set an appointment. So these people aren't, they're not selling homes. Is that Am I understanding yes. that correctly? Yes, that it, we do not want the online sales specialist does not need to be selling homes online. That's what we have our on-site sales experts for. So the purpose is just to get to engage the lead, you know, get them to respond in some way, and then their job is to qualify that lead, scrub the lead. So finding out where they want to live. Do they have a specific time frame in mind? Do they have an investment range in mind that they're trying to stay within? Who's involved in the purchasing process? Um, and what do they want? What's, what are they looking for? What's their dream home? And after they have qualified these, these leads, setting these appointments with the on-site sales specialist. Um, we definitely don't want them going down the path of sales. We want to at the right time, shift them over to setting that appointment and picking up those cues and figuring out when to do that is part of their job. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that kind of leads me to the next part of this equation, which is, 
you know, for those listening, why wouldn't you just have your on-site salespeople, you know, they're sitting in a model. Why don't they just handle these leads? You know, what are kind of those, yeah. really, uh, I guess, key differences between those two roles? Yeah, absolutely. And I say this with nothing but love in my heart for on-site salespeople, <laughs> but they are not necessarily the best at nurturing a, a lead. So, you know, we, we kind of joke that, the online salesperson is like the, the farmer. Mm-hmm. They're the nurturing type, the cultivating type. They're going to stay with that lead, you know, till they buy or, hey, leave me alone. Whereas our on-site um, sales execs, they're more like the hunters. You know, they are, you know, great at when there's a prospect in front of them. They're great at face-to-face interactions. They're going in for the sale you know, but they're not the best at, you know, hey, let me send this person, you know, 10 emails over a period of time to try to stay with them to get them to come back out and see me. So it's important to have that type of person in place who is going to stay with the leads and nurture them and, you know, reach out over time periodically to keep the builders, you know, company in front of that prospect so that when they are ready, they'll think of, of you and they'll be ready to, to buy. But yeah. that is, you know, that is definitely a, a culture shift, you know, to think about no longer are the on-site salespeople going to be managing their own leads. And one way you need to think about that is, does it make sense for them to be stopping what they're doing on-site? Oh, hey, hang on a minute. I need to go follow up with a new lead that I got online. No, we, we want them to be doing what they're best at, which is interacting with people face-to-face and, you know, working with those, those people that are walking in. We don't want them worrying about new leads and new phone calls coming in. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, really those two roles are so different, you know, or I guess the mindsets mm-hmm. even, not only the roles, but just, hey, I'm here to, to help, to discover, to learn more and see when does it make sense to actually move this person into the buying process. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that's something we talk about a lot is just that, you know, you mentioned it with the internet, everyone goes online to research. Some people research for years, you know, years and years. So yeah, a salesperson will get bogged down really Mm -hmm. quickly with all these leads if they're not actually in the home, in the model, you know, talking to Exactly. So, so oh, go ahead. Well, and I was going to say that, you know, what something you just said made me think about this is, you know, the online sales specialist is positioned as a non-threatening source. You know, they are, they are there to help. They are a real person on the other side of that website that is there just to help answer questions and provide great customer service and to help. So, you know, when that person gets up the courage to, push, inquire about this home or pick up the phone to call, that's a big deal because, you know, they don't want to be sold. That's, that's what they're thinking. You know, put your consumer hat on for a minute. You're thinking, as soon as I push this button, somebody's going to be calling me and trying to sell me something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? So it's a big deal that they have the courage to reach out. And so we want an online sales specialist who's really good at just providing a great first touch experience for that buyer and making them feel comfortable about the process and answering their questions and things like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And, and I'm kind of curious to dig a little bit deeper there. You know, what is, I guess, like the day-to-day look like for this person? You know, you've mentioned kind of like sending emails and following up, but, you know, I guess, what does that look like? You were in this role, you know, so I'm kind of curious, yeah. are they, you know, just fielding inputs or how does that work? Yeah. So, you know, this person, the online sales specialist has to love the phone because, you know, a, a majority of your time is spent receiving inbound calls, but also making outbound calls. So, you know, a big part of this is on the phone. Um, this person has to be able to communicate well through email. So they have to be able to write well and, you know, have a great tone come, come through to their email. Because remember, everything is through phone and email. You're not interacting with somebody face-to-face and in person. So in fact, we recommend any, you know, builders looking to hire for this position that you conduct interviews over the phone, you know, because, and through email, because that's how this person's going to be communicating. So, you know, this position is, it's like a blessing and curse in one because it is an on-demand type of position Mm -hmm. where, you know, your job is to respond to these leads as quickly as possible. So 8 a.m., your phone rings, it's go time, Yeah, you know, and, and that can be hard, but it can also be great because let's say you do have to, um, you do want to catch, you know, one of your kids, you know, softball games at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. You can be there because you're, you have your smartphone and you can take a call from wherever you are. So, you know, yeah. yeah. So you've really got to be, you've got to kind of be on more hours of the day and ready because yeah, consumers, they're, they're Mm -hmm. online all the time and researching. Um, Yeah. So I guess that it sounds like a lot of email, a lot of phone calls, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how does this person, you know, handle leads? You know, they, they talk to them and then they're like, Oh, they're not really ready to schedule a tour. You know, what is their responsibility now with that lead knowing that maybe there's an opportunity in the future, but it could be nine months from now or, you know, way down the road? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my philosophy is that you are going to stay with that lead until you're able to get them to an appointment or they tell you, leave me alone. I've, I've bought elsewhere, you know, I bought down the street or, I've decided I'm not interested or, you know, what have you. But even if a prospect tells you, hey, when I get back from deployment in six months is when I'm going to be ready to resume my home search. Okay, great. The online salesperson is putting a follow-up activity to remind them that in six months, they're going to reach out to that prospect and say, hey, how was deployment? Let's start talking again about your your new home. So stay with them until they tell you otherwise. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And I, mm-hmm. I'm getting the feeling that well, a lot of salespeople don't uh, don't like to use a CRM or have trouble adopting it. But I think that's probably a non-starter. This role has to use. Oh one my gosh! For, for that reason, right? You have to have a robust CRM you know, system in place. Absolutely. That has got to be a key ingredient. I can't stress enough. It's got to be a key ingredient in setting up an online sales program. You know, you have to have an online sales specialist in place and a CRM. You just have to, because 
there's too many parts and pieces happening. Just like I said, that scenario, somebody that may not be ready today, you've determined, but you still want to, you know, keep up, keep and follow them and keep up with them a few months down the road. You have to have some way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I would imagine this person is maybe a little more technically savvy than maybe your average like on-site salesperson. Uh, are there other pieces of technology that this person, I mean, you mentioned they're on phone and email all the time, but mm-hmm. does like live chat play a role? Are there other things like texting? Do those things mm-hmm. play a big part in this role? Yeah. I mean, the, the key things, Spencer, are, um, you know, we always joke around that the online salesperson should have the best, fastest computer in the company. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They should have a great computer. They should have the best internet because if they're managing hundreds of leads, they need to be able to quickly move through these, these leads efficiently and effectively. They need to have a smartphone, you know, that is, they can access, you know, they have to be, they have to be, they don't have to be tech gurus, but they need to know how to navigate through these basic things. Um, you know, video email too is a, is a cool part of, um, the process that they could incorporate into that. So, you know, a nice, uh, webcam, you know, for their computer, uh, you know, we always recommend a double monitor, you know, have a laptop and a monitor because you have to think, I mean, this person is on the computer or their phone all day long you know, earbuds or a headset, depending on how many calls they're getting. You know, we don't, we don't want them to get, you know, uh, have back and neck aches from cradling their, their cell phone, you know, in the crook of their neck um, all the time. So having like a, a headset, just depending on the call volume and things like that. Yeah. CRM, a call tracking tool is important too. Um, that they can, you know, all of their calls are tracked so they can go and recorded so they can go back and listen to their calls and things like that. That's important as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, it sounds like just, you know, technology bar is raised from maybe your typical salesperson and just understanding Mm -hmm. that their, their world is like their desk with the technology. And so needing to invest in that. Um, I want to jump back just a little bit. You talked about, um, kind of the hours and how it's maybe a blessing and a curse. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's a little more flexible because you can have your phone wherever you go. But yes. I mean, what are kind of the expectations around this role? Is it mm-hmm. kind of a seven days a week thing or do you try to have two people where they're overlapping or, you know, yeah. how do you think about that? Absolutely. It just depends on the lead volume, whether or not you would need multiple people in this role. Um, you know, a, a single online salesperson can manage, you know, approximately 150 to 200 leads themselves, you know, in a month. And so what we see mainly is the majority of the leads are going to come in during normal business hours. So sure. Monday through Friday, you know, eight to five is when the bulk of your leads are going to come in. Now you will have the calls on the weekend that occasionally that are going to come in and you'll have some of those outlier calls where somebody calls you at 7 a.m. or somebody calls you at 9 p.m. You know, we recommend you set some boundaries. You set some realistic boundaries around that. If you feel like answering the phone at 9 p.m., go for it. Uh, It's not required, but, you know, 8 to 7, 8 to 8, somewhere around there, you need to be 
ready to handle those new leads coming in. And then if you're the C, if you're an only online salesperson and you are working the weekends, it's more of a reactive mode on the weekends. Sure. So it's not like Saturday and Sunday, you're glued to your computer. Rather, you're still fielding calls, but you are having a life. You know, you're going to the mall, you're going to the grocery store, you're doing things, but you do still have your phone. You do still take calls. Um, you know, I liked it when I did it because, you know, I could, I could be in the store and I could talk to a prospect and set an appointment, you know, and it took me five minutes and you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. If that appointment turned into a sale. That was a win-win for everybody. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. Just a quick reminder that this show is brought to you by Builder Funnel. We're a digital marketing agency specialized in helping home builders, remodelers, and contractors like yourself grow their businesses. We help you implement marketing and sales technology, such as marketing automation and a CRM system, as well as drive more traffic, leads, and sales through strategies like content marketing, SEO, social media, paid traffic, and email marketing. If you want to learn more and see if we're a good fit, just send a quick email to hello at builderfunnel.com and mention the podcast. I'll schedule a one-on-one website and digital marketing assessment with you where I'll take a look at your website, show you some areas where you can improve, and we can see if we're a good fit. If you haven't noticed already, our company is huge on education. We host this podcast, create tons of videos, and create helpful blog posts to educate you guys on marketing and sales. I'll pack a ton of value into the website assessment, and I'll never pressure you to buy from us, although we're confident you'll improve your marketing and sales efforts by doing so. Again, send me a quick note to hello at builderfunnel.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and let's maybe talk about that a little bit too. I mean, what does the comp look like for this person? Is it a salaried position or is it, you know, commission? Because obviously they don't get the opportunity to close the final deal. So I guess, do you guys have recommendations around that? Yeah. So, I mean, it it varies obviously on market to market and, and lead quantity you know, and different things, but we, you know, having this person have a base salary and then a commission on top of it so that it's performance based, you know, setting, paying on appointment, appointments that are kept. So like a fee that they get for a kept appointment. And then if that kept appointment converts into a sale, then they would get an additional fee on top of that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they don't have that opportunity, but you also want right. performance space. You don't want them setting unlimited exactly. meetings just to set meetings. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you want to you want to keep it you know within reason. I always recommend to kind of work backwards. You know, if you have in mind a, a budget, okay, I have a budget for this position, then kind of work backwards as far as this is how many sales at this commission that would get to this amount. This is how many appointments that would get to this amount and then kind of work backwards. Okay. This is what the base salary needs to be. Yeah. And it really Spencer all depends on how many leads you're getting, how many opportunities that they have to be able to set appointments. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you kind of gave yeah. some ranges for how many leads somebody like this would be able to handle. You know, I mm-hmm. think you said maybe around 200 or so we'll just call Max. it that. But I guess mm-hmm. I'm, curious, you know, or 150 or 200, but 
over several months, you know, obviously some of those people stay in the pipeline because there's follow-up, mm-hmm. you know, um, I guess, do you ever start dropping off leads or what does that like total volume look like? I'm sure there's a lot of incoming, but then there's all those like multiple touches down the road. Yes. So yeah, let me clarify that for sure. 150 new leads a month. Now you're still going to have your, you're still building, you know, these, these age leads or or long-term leads that didn't convert to an appointment. You know, sometimes that happens. They, sign up for information, you reach out, you try to nurture them and they, you never hear from them. They, they fall off the face of the earth that happens. So, um, you know, keeping them in a prospecting funnel, you know, where at least you're reaching out once a month or so, um, you know, to the leads is what you want to do, but 150 new leads, meaning new leads coming in, not counting older leads. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And so, yeah, I'm sure that pipeline yeah. starts to get pretty robust, yes. but some people move forward and, you know. And that's why that CRM is so important that yeah. so that you can, so that you can kind of um, mass people together in segments. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You're not doing this on sticky notes or Excel. Anymore. No. <laughs> so if you're listening, like you got to move on from that. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Um, yes. Well, I'm kind of curious too, because I know we've talked about a lot of different elements of this role, but it seems like a big part of it for a lot of builders is just the mindset of why you need this role and and having this Mm -hmm. role. Um, What do you think is the biggest challenge that most builders have when they go about like, okay, I'm going to put this role into place, you know, what, what roadblocks do you see? Probably the biggest thing is how to manage this person because mm-hmm. it is so different from an on-site salesperson. You know, it's like, okay, I hired somebody, I've, I've got them in place, I've got my CRM, you know, going, I've got leads, and then it's kind of like, okay, set it and forget it. But really, this the online sales world needs to be managed in, in a way, a little bit of a different way, different challenges. I mean, the on, just the on demand mentality alone needs some special attention, like understanding those struggles and being able to um, notice, Hey, she looks like she needs a break from the phone, let, you know, having a backup plan in place where she, somebody can take a break. And so I think that's probably the biggest challenge is just having a true management um, protocol in place for this person. Yeah, that makes sense. And so um, for somebody that is going to be managing this role, um, I guess if they're used to managing kind of that typical onsite salesperson, Mm -hmm. What are, I mean, maybe a couple of things that they should kind of be keeping in mind that are pretty different from the way you manage somebody on site? Yeah. So I think, you know, like I said, that one of the biggest things is, you know, understanding the on-demand mentality and schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is, you know, going over specific numbers and conversions and understanding Mm -hmm. what those mean. So it's not like, hey, check it in. How many appointments have you set this month? Okay, you set 20. Okay, great job. You doing okay? (laughs) Yep, I'm good. Fine. It's actually sitting down and saying, okay, let's look at how many leads you had. What were your conversions? What were your numbers? What are you hearing from prospects? 
okay, out of these appointments you said, how, you know, and really understanding the benchmarks yeah, and knowing, are you growing or are you not like understanding you're not, you got to know your numbers. And so I think that's kind of something that is really important that when you, when you hire for this position and you get things going, having regular monthly meetings with your online salesperson, you almost have to treat it kind of like a separate division on this. Totally. Like, this is the online sales division and we're meeting with this person and we're, we're measuring numbers and benchmarks and comparing and, and noting our success. And then the third thing I would say is making sure to help bridge the gap between online sales and on-site sales because online sales can be setting all these great appointments. What happens after the appointment is out of their control. That lead is now assigned and and transferred and handed off over to on-site. Who's managing that? So it's kind of like bridging that and, and monitoring what's happening post appointment that sometimes gets, gets yeah. lost in, in translation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we see that a lot just in like the, the marketing to sales handoff, you know, and there a lot mm-hmm. of people talk about that. And I think this is kind of a, even just yeah. a half step in between. So I think that's exactly. an important point. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of brought up a couple more questions for me. One, I'm kind of yeah. curious about, benchmarks, you know, you said that was one of those points like measuring, you know, we're getting this many leads, Mm -hmm. how many appointments, is there any sort of rough range that you guys are seeing that builders should experience with this role? I know it it varies, you Mm -hmm. know, across the country, depending on market, but like if you got a hundred leads, is there kind of a range that's a, a good goal for appointment set out of those leads? Yeah, absolutely. So easy math, let's do, you know, a hundred leads, um, you know, 25 to 30%, you know, going to an appointment. So 25 to 30 appointments a month. And then from that 25% going to sale. So, you know, looking at that and then out of your total sales. So, you know, if you have a total of a hundred sales in a month, 30% should be from your online sales program. Mm. So 30% of total sales should be from online sales appointments. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's significant too. So for those listening, Mm -hmm. if if you don't have this role, there's potentially a huge missed opportunity because this role is facilitating all those sales. Um, I mean, think about it like this, you know, Spencer, if if you're an on-site agent and you have somebody would you rather have a lead that just walks in off the street? You don't know anything about them. You're starting from scratch. Or would you rather have an appointment set for you where you already know what they're looking for, what their investment range is, are they pre-qualified, who's involved, and that they want to move in 30 days, come in to see you? Yeah, which no one brainer, would, right? Yeah. <laughs> which one would you rather have? Yeah. And so, you know, those types of appointments are going to convert more, higher for sure than somebody just, you know, walking in off the street. The online sales specialist has, has scrubbed them and primed them, given them great customer service, rolled out the red carpet for them, <laughs> and, you know, has, has set them up for this 
VIP, you know, appointment. Um, and so the expectations are high. They're super excited. And then the salesperson can, can close the deal. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's great. So, uh, one more question for you, which is you talked about the handoff, you know, so, okay, once that appointment is set, you make Mm -hmm. a handoff. I'm kind of curious. So let's say they go to the appointment and then the salesperson has that from there, but what if they, I guess maybe they lied in advance, you know, maybe their timeline is nine months instead of 30 days. You know, these things happen. That Prospects happens. lie, you know, yes, that does um, happen. is there, is there a time and place where that lead actually gets passed back to the online salesperson? Well, yeah, that's, it, it can be certainly. Um, what we recommend is, you know, the lead stays once the online salesperson has set the appointment and handed the lead off the lead is now the the on-site now owns that lead that's their baby to then reach back out to and nurture essentially the on-site the online has done their job by getting that appointment however you know there are certain situations where on-site has a, a bucket of age leads that have been sitting there for a period of time online can certainly take those back in and try to resuscitate them and rework them to get them back out and back engaged. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, man, Jen, I feel like this conversation has flown by. There's just a wealth of knowledge coming at us. I told you I like to talk about it. (laughs) So uh, I do have one final question for you, but before I get to that, you know, for people listening, how can they connect with you or find you online and, and get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you convert.com? Um, you can, uh, reach me there, Jen at do you convert.com, you know, definitely check out our website. We have lots of, you know, cool blogs and information about all of this stuff on there. We're all very passionate about this as you can tell, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, do you convert.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, nice and easy. And we'll definitely make sure yeah. to link that up in the show notes so people can, can get over there quickly. Uh, I guess one final question is, you know, if somebody is saying, okay, I'm like, you convinced me, I, I need this role. Yeah. You know, I guess what's like one piece of advice that you would give somebody as they're like going down this, this path and this journey to, to hire so, and fill this role. <laughs> um, dear builders, it happens with finding the right person. You got to hire the right person. This is a special, special role and it takes a special, special person. So you need somebody who is smart, (laughs) who is very hungry, who is proactive, who is um, excitable, who comes across well on the phone and email. Getting the right person in the seat is absolutely the most important part and piece of this puzzle. You can train them to do other things, but they've got to have the right attitude and they've got to be just really special type yeah. of person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great advice. I feel like I yeah. could, that makes sense thinking back on our conversation, you yeah. know, all the elements that you pulled out and all the different things that this yeah. person has to do. And yes. yeah, I think that's, that's good parting advice. So yeah, Jen, thanks so much for joining me. This was, this was really awesome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate the opportunity, Spencer. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Jen Barkin. Um, As always, I know you're on the go, so let's talk a few action items. 
first thing that I noticed was just the kind of the mindset shift that you need to implement this role. It's going to be a different role than a traditional salesperson, more of that farmer that Jen talked about. So a nurturing person, somebody that's helpful. And really their goal isn't to make the sale, it's to qualify and set those appointments. So the mindset change was a big one. Uh, the second one was making sure you have a really good CRM system in place, probably before you hire this person, just because they're going to have to utilize it. They're going to be following up with all the leads from the month, but then leads from previous months. And as you go through you know, a year, those leads are going to stack up and they absolutely need a way to follow up with them. And then the third one is finding that special person. So thinking about the qualities that you want this person to have in that role and then starting to really look for the right person before you make that move to, to hire them. So as always, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, this was episode 40 with Jen Barkin, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks for joining us today on Builder Funnel Radio. Don't forget to visit www.builderfunnel.com for tons of free marketing and sales resources. And if you ever need hands-on help implementing your marketing and sales system, just send a quick note to radio at builderfunnel.com. And as we close for today, remember, never stop learning. See you next time.